Hey, and welcome to the Harmony Perspective, our sermon series. We're glad you're with us this Easter Sunday morning. We pray that this Easter sermon, the sermon that Patrick preaches that talks about why it's so important that the tomb is empty, we pray that this sermon will speak to your heart and that God will work through it to impact you and to change you from the inside out. Enjoy. As I saw the children up here, I thought what a beautiful sight it is to see them singing the praises of the Lord. But as I thought about it, my prayer is not just that they'll sing it now, but that the truth that Jesus is alive will allow them to return with their own children and sit in these pews and hear their children sing it, and to hear their grandchildren sing the glorious truth of the resurrection, as it is a glorious truth. So, if you'll turn in your Bible with me to Luke 24, verses 1 through 6, please. This is one of the passages that tells us what happened on that Sunday so long ago. It says, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. Let us pray. Father, these few words have so much power. Jesus had prophesied that he would rise on the third day and hear these angels tell these women that have come to anoint their Savior's body that he is alive. God, you used that truth, his resurrection, to change the whole world, to change human history as the church of Christ was born and the believers that gathered that first Sunday. I pray, Father, that the reality of the resurrection would move in the hearts of those that have gathered here just as much. That the words of the songs that these precious children sang were not just cute, but that they would be life-changing. For that is the gospel. They sang the gospel today. And that is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. I pray that the hearts gathered here would know that. And that they would be transformed by that truth. Father, I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Jesus is alive. 
That is a beautiful phrase, a phrase that should fill us with joy. It is the reason that these children could sing the songs of praise today. Jesus is alive. It's why our hearts can be filled with joy. Jesus is alive. The reality of this cosmic shift, this cosmic plan of God will be praised across heaven for all time. The truth of this reality even now fills the heavens with a chorus of precious voices lifting up the name of God. The name of Jesus, the Lamb who was slain. We read that in Revelation 5.9. It says they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God and they shall reign on earth. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And why do the heavens rejoice? Why is there such joy? Why can there be as much joy today in the fact that Jesus is alive as it was that day 2,000 years ago? It is because Jesus has conquered death. It is because Jesus has overcome sin. He has overcome all evil. And this is good news. We can rejoice in this news. It's good news because we live in a world that is broken by evil. A world of darkness. And I don't think there's much denying the brokenness around us. We see murder and disease and drug addictions and war and national disasters on the daily news. Every day we're inundated with the fact that we are surrounded by brokenness. We experience the physical deaths of those that we love, death that should not be. We see relationships destroyed time and time again by the selfishness of sinful man. We see those who do good imprisoned and those who lie, cheat, and steal celebrated. We see this brokenness multiply exponentially just as Jesus prophesied that it would in Matthew 24, 12 when he said, because sinfulness will be multiplied, the love of many will grow cold. We see the lives of some that once praised the Lord fall away, overwhelmed by the brokenness around them. And Jesus is not praised in the life of millions, even some that sang his praises, because they think that brokenness is all they will ever know. They see or believe that sin will be victorious. They see brokenness that continually spirals into more and more brokenness with every earthly attempt to fix it. And we seek these ways to restore this fullness to the brokenness. We see people try to correct war by bigger and bigger weapons which kill thousands and impact millions. 
We see people try to correct disease by treatments that sometimes worse than the disease itself. We see addicts trade one drug for another in this desire to be clean. We see people jump from one broken relationship to the next because they are told to seek the one that makes them happy. All these earthly fixes simply add brokenness on top of brokenness. Because nothing of this earth can fix what is broken in us. Nothing on earth can fix what sin has caused. But this brokenness that we live in, the brokenness you see all around you, is not what God intended or desires. See, when he created the world, when he created man and woman, he put them in a perfect place where they could walk with him side by side, where they could stroll with him and and be with him and call out to him and experience this great relationship with him, where their life was lived in worship all the time because they knew their God. And yet one day, Satan came and he tempted Adam and Eve. And he promised them something that was not true, that they could be like God. And as that temptation overtook them, they committed that first sin. And immediately, that relationship that they had with God was broken. The perfect Creation that he had made was now corrupted by the stain of sin. And its curse left the whole land broken. And for generations, for thousands upon thousands of years, since the first sin in the garden, each and every one of us is born into this sin. We're born into this brokenness. Every person here has fallen under sin's corruption in some way, shape, or form. Each of us desiring our own way instead of God's. And as we live in this sin, our world more and more is broken. So much so that now, what God created in perfection in the garden where they could walk with Him... We see only glimpses of his glory in creation. And sadly, for those that die in sin, those glimpses of God in creation are as close to heaven as they will ever get. But praise be to God that the brokenness that we experience for those that are in Christ is as close to hell as we will ever come. Because Jesus is alive. Easter points us to the reality of Christ's death and resurrection and tells us that God has made a way, that God loves us and wants to restore us to the fullness of the relationship that they had as they walked in the garden. It's the truth that we no longer have to live as enemies of God. For our sin has been paid for by the blood of the Lamb who was slain, Jesus Christ. And that war can be overcome by the peace that He brings. One day, He will break every bow. He will run out every soldier. They'll turn their swords into plows. 
That's the peace that Jesus brings. One day, we will all be reconciled. Our relationships will all be perfect. We'll love everyone in heaven the way we love the dearest, more than we love the dearest here on earth. And one day, death will not impact us. There'll be no more death or weeping or sadness because Jesus is alive. With the empty tomb, if you're spiraling in that brokenness, if you're overwhelmed by it, the reality is that because of the empty tomb, we can overcome. We can endure. Not that life will be perfect, but that because Jesus is alive, we can endure the worst that this world has to offer. No matter how the brokenness of sin is evident in your life today. You can find hope because Jesus is alive. We rejoice today. We celebrate Easter. We rejoice today and every day in that truth that Jesus is alive. And we want that same joy for you. If somebody invited you here today, if somebody has asked you to come, it's because they want you to experience that same thing. They want you to have the joy that they have. And you can if you repent and believe that the Son of God was born of a virgin in a little town called Bethlehem. If you believe that the carpenter of Galilee lived a sinless life as he walked for 33 years. If you believe that at the end of that life, he went to the cross and that he took your punishment, the righteous wrath of God, on himself so that you could be set free. If you believe that he died and rose from the dead three days later, if you believe that he ascended into heaven and that one day he's going to come back, if you believe that, then your brokenness can be made whole. Your sin can be forgiven. Your life can be made new. A new life where you have new desires where you now hate the things that nailed our Savior to the cross and you love the things of His Word. That is the new life you can have. A new spiritual life that comes through faith. And walking in that, you can begin to walk with Him and talk with Him as you obey and study and see who He is in this precious Word. And as you do, you will live a life that brings God glory. No longer enemies, but children of God who live for Him. A life of obedience. A life that is unshaken by the brokenness of the world because we are standing on the cornerstone of Christ. An unshakable foundation. And you can look forward to one day because of the perfection of Christ's sacrifice and the power of the resurrection, that you will stand with untold numbers who will all be singing the praise of God and of the Lamb, as it says in Revelation 7, 9 through 10. After this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, 
with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That is the hope of our lives, that we will be with Him forever, singing His praises. And in that reality, one day, the brokenness that overwhelms us will all be swept away by His powerful hands. Every sin will be done away with. All pain, all decay, all evil will be gone. He'll create a new heaven and a new earth where we will walk with Him just as Adam and Eve did in the garden with no sin, with no temptation, with our whole desire simply to love Him and be with Him. That is why That is why we celebrate Easter. That is why we rejoice. Because Jesus is alive. And this truth of all that he promises is made known through the empty tomb. Through the resurrection of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, on that first Easter morning. And it is our prayer that as you are here today, that you know this truth. That Jesus is alive. That you are set free by the truth that Jesus is alive. That you will repent in the face of the truth that Jesus is alive. And that you will live in the freedom that this truth brings. That you will cry out as you leave this place and as you walk down the road with the Apostle Paul in Romans 1.16 where he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe that you will live this life with your voice crying out that our Savior lives and that God loves His people. This is our prayer for you, that this truth resonates because the brothers and sisters here at Harmony Baptist Church have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And they want you to do that too. They want you to see that He is good. They want you to feel it, that He loves you, that He is for you, that He has no desire for you to burn in a place called hell, but He has a desire for you through faith in Jesus to spend eternity with Him. That you will see His glory now and forever. See, the glory of God is revealed in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus in a way that it had never been seen before. When God appeared to Moses on the side of a mountain, he had to be hidden in a cleft of a mountain and he could only see the backside of the glory of God. But in the person of Jesus, we have seen the fullness of glory and he loves you. He was calling you out of your sinfulness, out of your brokenness, that you can walk with Him. Through His gospel, we see His glory today in a way that all the Old Testament did not. And we can rejoice that love has won. The wrath has been poured out. Death and sin have been defeated Our lives have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and justified by His resurrection from the dead. See, His resurrection means that His sacrifice was accepted by God. 
so that now you too can be accepted by him through faith. This is why we rejoice today. This is why Easter is such a big deal. This is why we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Because he lives, we can live forever. And in just a moment, as we sing, if you're sitting here today and you know that you need to be rescued from your brokenness, that you need to be delivered by the Savior, and you want to profess your faith in Jesus right where you are or down here at the altar, we pray that you will come and cry out to the Lord for wholeness, for forgiveness, for hope, and for faith. Because when you cry out this way, when you look to Him, He will hear you and He will save you. And you need that more than you need anything else ever in your life. If He's already saved you, as we sing, I pray that you will sing boldly, crying out your praises to the Lord with loud and thankful hearts, rejoicing that Jesus is alive, that today and every day we have hope, we have life, and we have eternal joy because Jesus is alive. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I pray that the truth of the resurrection will resonate in the hearts of all those that have gathered here. That, Father, they will see how good you are. That they will rejoice in their hearts. That Jesus has been raised from the dead. That he was accepted and now we can through faith in him. I pray that this truth will change the trajectory of the lives in this room as it changed the trajectory of the entire human race as he rose on that day. Father, I pray that those that have been embraced in this truth have seen their own sinfulness and their need for Jesus, that they will not hesitate to cry out that Jesus Christ is Lord, that they will confess with their mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised him from the dead, believe in their hearts that he is alive and that truth will change them forever and give them forever with God. I pray, Father, that you would make it so. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us today on the Harmony Perspective. I pray that this message that Patrick laid out so clearly from God has impacted you in some way, shape, or form. Happy Easter to all of you. I hope you have a great week.